This is American Viewpoints with Mike Ferguson. Here's something to think about. I would say the biggest change that we all know we're in the middle of right now that is changing our lives will continue to change our lives and in ways we don't even understand yet has to be artificial intelligence. Obviously, it's affecting business. Uh, Is it going to affect how we consume media and how we actually get our news? Well, the short answer is yes. Now, what that's going to look like, I have no earthly idea. I'm Mike Ferguson. Thank you for making American Viewpoints part of your weekend. Check this out. In Los Angeles, uh, L.A.-based Channel One, which, uh, you know, is a broadcast organization, they are going to be using artificial intelligence to create digital news anchors, basically. So is this the very beginning of changing how we're going to get the news and information? Well, maybe, maybe not. Christopher Alexander is the chief analytics officer with Pioneer Development Group, and uh, he joins me right now. And this sounds very sci-fi-ish, Christopher, but uh, the reality is, is it is changing. Kind of real quick, explain what's Channel One doing, and then we could kind of get in some of the bigger pictures from there. Sure. So they're basically creating an avatar that they you know animate from the words that it speaks to how it looks uh, to to deliver the news. But what they're also doing is like uh, if you've seen like those crime scene reenactment companies that will reconstruct something uh, based on descriptions. Uh, they, they also mentioned using some generative AI to uh, produce different graphics or or scenes, if you will, that that they're that they're describing that there's not imagery for. So it's a mix of someone delivering the news, but also you would say kind of scraping data and and concocting something that you're going to see on screen as well. Now, we know that there have been some AI writing of uh, news, Sports Illustrated and some others. With Channel One, is this going to be just simply the sight and sound of an avatar that was written by humans when it comes to the script? Or is AI going to be involved in the entire product? My understanding is it'll be involved entirely, but it's it's important to understand what that what that means. Um, and you kind of mentioned the sci-fi component of this. I think that's where people sometimes um, imagine generative AI being far more along and advanced than it really is. Um, so what you know, n- no AI looks at a blank screen, a blank sheet of paper, and produces something. You have to tell it what you want it to do. So they're probably going to have what increasingly industry is calling prompt engineers who are going to tell the AI, hey, go out and look for stories, or they're going to find um, a bunch of articles you can cut and paste in it's natural language processing, right? This conversation you have with the AI and say, okay, write me a 30-second script about this or something like that. Then the AI will sort of pull and condense information. So it's much better to think of the AI right now as sort of a an intern or a lower-level white-collar worker than some spectacular, you know, Skynet uh, um Shakespearean writer that's going to to do amazing things and win Pulitzers for for Channel One or Emmys or whatever they're going to get. Is the fear what we're seeing around this, the uncertainty, we don't know what it's going to look like or do, or is it the fear that it's going to replace the human element of business or broadcasting or whatever field it tends to be in? Because I think what a lot of people are saying is, are we going to lose control of this in some way that, you know, yes, you can look at, uh, you know, the different sci-fi movies, but as artificial intelligence by design builds its own knowledge base and builds its own skill set, which is what we're told it's going to do, is there something different about this technology that we could at some point lose control of it? Well, I think 
control and 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 people being afraid is the perfect sort of frame for this, right? Um, but but again, there's what may be that they're working towards and and what exists. So um, what should you be concerned about if 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 you're listening? Um, you should be concerned that AI is a form of automation that in the white collar office will have the same impacts that robotics had on, say, the automotive industry in the 1970s. That's probably happening. The good news is in the 70s, you weren't going to fly to Japan and, and, and study a manufacturing robot. But all you have to do is log on to something like ChatGPT, give them your email. Trust me, they already have your email. You're not giving up any privacy in that case. Uh, and, and start experimenting with it. You basically type instructions in and it, it does things for you. And what you'll find at first is it's amazing. And then when you really need something from it, when you're not just sort of entering data or entering instructions and sort of curious, you'll find that it's it's okay. And so what, what we're going to see is, as you point out, when you're doing this, right, you're training the system. As the AI gets trained and it gets better with data, uh, you're going to see it taking on more and more responsibility and becoming more capable. And that's when it's it's likely to have, and we say when, you know, that's the, say three to 10 years, major societal impacts as it's going to reduce staffing or certainly cause hiring freezes as people are augmented by AI capabilities. Yeah, and that leads to where I want to go next. Uh, that voice you're hearing is Christopher Alexander with Pioneer Development Group. And so that that was kind of the question is with, you know, you mentioned the factory workers and there were people who were displaced by the technology. So is this a matter of this is a disruption in the workplace, in the marketplace, or is it going to be a tool that we are expected to produce more of in the same amount of time that we've got or some combination in there? I think it starts, it's, it's starting actually in making an individual more productive, right? It's taking one full-time equivalent, uh, it, depending on the industry, you know, there's a project I'm consulting on. We, we think it basically increases productivity in, uh, in like strategic communications type work, the analysis and, and, and writing about 30, 30%. So it turns one FTE, one full-time equivalent, into about 1.3 people. So I think what you'll see first are, in, in most cases, hiring freezes. Um, for something like call centers and the like, I mean, it's much more cost-effective. You, you, you may see those um, all, but, all but go away um, in, in the next few years. So again, it depends. But you're really going to see AI augmenting people to make them more productive. And then for lower-level tasks, you're going to see it starting to, to replace them. And then you know, it really depends on the speed that, that, that it grows. But... Um, despite the optimistic estimates that there's going to be more AI jobs, you know, the, the average uh, white collar worker who's working at an insurance company and filing paperwork that gets replaced is not going to become an AI engineer. That's just unrealistic. So you are going to have uh, some obsolescence in the workforce that I think completely mirrors what we saw in the 70s, like in, in Detroit with the auto workers. And so in the last couple of minutes that uh, we've got, Christopher, um, obviously we talked, we started this conversation talking about a media outlet. Uh, the media is going to uh, be presented by an avatar, something that's AI generated, possibly with scripts that are written by AI programs. Uh, but somebody is controlling what those lanes are on there. So what are the human checks and balances? And does this reduce the ability for bias or does it just simply put into place the bias of the people building it? It's a, it's a, it's a great piece of analysis. And by the way, this approach is the same whether you're talking about autonomous weapon systems or we're talking about an AI news anchor. Uh, the term is human in the loop. And, um, you know, AI is a calculator. Why do we learn math? You know, just to make sure that when we put something into the calculator, it's not a crazy answer. Um, that's sort of the same purpose of, of the human being. 
Um, on the plus side, what it does is it um, removes the stress uh, on an individual, uh, again, from a weapon system to writing a news story in a hurry, um, because it's gathering all the data for you and it's it's putting it into, into shape for you to finalize it, right? It's your research assistant and it's getting better and better at doing that. As for bias, it's no more or less biased, with one exception I'm about to tell you, than the human being who's using it. So, you know, it wasn't AI that, that that talked about Hunter Biden's laptop. It was the Washington Post, the New York Times, and and, and so on and so forth. Um, so if there's human bias in something, there's human bias in it. The concern, though, with AI is you have what's called a black box. And that's where the proprietary algorithms are. And if there's a bias that goes into the algorithm, you can't see it. And therefore, the AI itself may be biased. And there's a few studies as usual, right? If they agree with it, then the numbers are right. If they disagree, then the methodology is wrong. But there are a few studies that that show that the AI is biased, particularly when it's talking about uh, political issues. So that could have a real impact on, on, on news. And unfortunately, you're not going to see it till you use it. Once you start to see it, you can correct for it, though. That's the, uh, the positive. All right. And people want to be in touch with you with your work on this, Christopher. Uh, what's the way to do it? Website, social media, anything like that? Yeah, so uh, Pioneer Development Group, we've developed the Liberty Blockchain, which is dedicated to the principles of free and open society. And you can learn more at liberty4all.org, libertyforall.org. All right, uh, Christopher Alexander, thanks so much for the insight. Fascinating, and a lot of people are still going to be a little scared. Uh, they should be, but um, learn about it, and uh, you should be fine. Just ahead, why do so many Americans say, I don't expect my personal finances to get any better? We'll talk about that just ahead, right here on American Viewpoints.